This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. The performances of late just have not been good enough. You don't need me to tell you how the front part faithful feel about full time. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Danny hasn't done it himself. The players need to perform on the pitch. We know these players are good enough. Action and reaction. There's the equaliser. Slow motion. It fires its way into the bottom corner. The new incoming manager needs to be able to deliver success quickly. Giving Pompey fans a voice. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Come on, let's show some ambition. Get us a name. Let's get Pompey out of League One. It's been too long. This is the Football Hour. I cannot highlight how important this next two, three weeks are for the future of this football club. It's lift-off for Pompey, who get off to a flying start under John Messino. Bishop's not going to get on the end of it. Pack will volley from distance. What a goal! Far off Pack! A wonderful strike! He'll watch this down onto his right foot and then sends a zipping effort past Blackburn in front of the Bratton end. Marlon Pack with an Absolute cracker on Saturday afternoon. The first of two goals in a 2-0 victory for the Blues over Exeter City. The first league victory since October the 22nd. Between now and seven, we'll hear the post-match reaction of the new Blues captain. He's been speaking about that result, the performance, and what a fantastic day it was overall for the football club. On the whole, it was a fantastic day for the football club with the tributes to Ace and Steve, everyone coming together and a fitting way to win. So, yeah, really proud of the football club today and everyone in general. Marlon's midfield partner, Joe Morell, sealed the victory with his first Blues goal on Saturday afternoon. He's also been speaking after the full-time whistle. It's been a long time coming for myself, not just here, but previous clubs. Something that, yeah, maybe in this new system of new manager, maybe I've got a little bit more licence to make the box. That was certainly the case today. We'll also hear the first post-match interview of new Pompey head coach John Messino. The reaction in the dressing room from the lads has been brilliant. I'm, I'm thrilled for them. They've been through a tough couple of weeks and it's been a tough season in, in parts so it's just good to get back to the winning ways and, and boost the confidence and um, you can tell just smiles on their faces again. It's, it's great for them and it's great to be able to do it here. And it was a great weekend all round for Pompey with the women's side also claiming victory. Blue supporter and attacker Ella Humphrey rounded off the score yesterday to seal a quarter-final win over Plymouth Argyle. She spoke after the game as well. It was unreal. I mean, obviously away from home, we've got the fans with us, so that was great. Like, they're all cheering and stuff. But obviously, as a childhood club, there's nothing better than scoring for Portsmouth. As well as head coach Jay Sadler, who talks about the importance to maintain consistency and the performance levels too. You look at the quality we're bringing off the bench, the quality that's in the team, the quality that's not here. We built a fantastic squad. It's a special group, and long may the positive results continue. So, plenty to come between now and seven. You're listening to Express FM, and this is the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very, very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from our Apple app or Google Play Store. You can track your bus and even prepay for your ticket as well. 
as you've just heard in the intro there, so much to get through between now and 7 o'clock. We've got reaction from the men's game on Saturday and the women's victory over Plymouth Argyle in the FA Women's National League Cup quarter-final yesterday afternoon. An emphatic 3-0 win for Jay Sadler's side. We'll come on to talk about that victory and the semi-final draw a little later on this evening. As always, Pompey fans, we want you back home to get in touch with all of your post-match thoughts from Saturday's victory over Exeter City at Fratton Park as well as any score predictions you've got for tomorrow's trip to Fleetwood Town in Skybet League 1. 81400 our text number here at Express. Start your messages with the word Express and include your name at the end of what, as well. You can email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You've got just under 55 minutes to get all of your reaction predictions, questions into a panel tonight. Okay, without any further ado, and before I welcome on my two Pompey voices for this evening's edition of the Footblower, a reminder of how Pompey sealed their first league victory since October the 22nd and their first home league victory since September the 3rd. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and score! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. It is a new era at Fratton Park. Not necessarily one we would have been expecting seven days ago. But there's a new man down there in the dugout who this afternoon will take charge of a team for the very first time. Riley Towler's first touch on his full debut is to slice the ball out of play and Exeter will have a throw on the far side as we look in front of the North Stand midway inside the Portsmouth half. Down the left-hand side, Nombe is up against Ragged. Exeter on the attack. Step over from Nombe onto his right foot. Nombe might hit one from here. He does! And it's a brilliant save from Macy. Wow, what a first contribution for the new goalkeeper. Nil nil. Ragged goes long, looking for Dale down the right side. And Dale for Portsmouth in a good attacking position. Trying to get to the dead ball line. Only Bishop there. Bishop wants to pull back. Great run from Dale. Still loose in the box. Bishop over the bar. And a goal kick. Nil nil. Off the head of Ogilvy. It's going to be picked up by White. White's driving towards the penalty area and if he looked up Key was completely free he still is if anyone can find him it's loose outside the box Brown he'll finally find Key another great save by Macy and it's behind for another extra corner still nil nil Jacobs goes to the far post Raggett trying to attack it but extra get it out the box tries to shoot for Swanson drills it back in the area it comes back off some feet and now extra have the counter attack and this could be danger Morel must make a challenge he can't and Brown's one on one with the goalkeeper Giovanni Brown for Exeter oh wonderful Save. Macy saves Pompey again. Best chance of the game goes begging, nil-nil. And Swanson is going to keep it in play. And that's a good cross. Bishop's not going to get on the end of it. Pack will volley from distance. What a goal! Arnold Pack! A wonderful strike! He watched it down onto his right foot and then sent a dipping effort past Blackman in front of the brass at end. Portsmouth one, extra City nil. Curtis, Curtis got one defender to beat. What can he do here, Rona Curtis? Outside the penalty area for Pompey. Curtis tries a square ball. Morel! Oh, what a miss! And he can't believe it. Pompey break forward. Pack on the right. Where can he find a man? Morel! This time it is in! Joe Morel has his first Portsmouth goal. It goes straight through the goalkeeper. It's not a classic. But after the miss a couple of moments ago, he won't mind. 
taken. Exeter's first and second half. No time to do anything with it, though. The roar will tell you. Portsmouth have finally won a League One match at Fratton Park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you are, the highlights of that 2-0 victory for Pompey over Exeter City at Fratton Park on Saturday afternoon. Their first league win on home soil since September the 3rd. That is a long, long time ago. And to put into context what has happened since that day, well, we started a World Cup and we finished a World Cup, for starters. Um, at the time, uh, the United Kingdom was ruled by Queen. Unfortunately, of course, Queen Elizabeth II passed away uh, the following week. We now have a king. There have been two changes at 10 Downing Street. So three prime ministers overall for the UK since Pompey's last win at Fratton Park in the league. Boris Johnson held that post at the time. And yeah, a lot has happened since I have actually had a baby since the last time Pompey won at Fratton Park in the league. It is quite incredible how long it has been. But that wait is finally over. The Blues victorious on home soil over Exeter City at the weekend by two goals to nail thanks to a fantastic strike from Marlon Pack and Joe Morrell with uh, not quite a fantastic strike but a goal nonetheless to seal the three points for Pompey in John Messino's first game in charge. Okay, other results from the weekend then. Barnsley 2 Atkinson Stanley uh, sorry, Barnsley 3 Atkinson Stanley 1 Derby County 2 Bolton Wanderers 1 Forest Green Rovers 1 MK Dons 2, Oxford United 2, Ipswich Town 1, Plymouth Argyle 4, Cheltenham Town 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Fleetwood Town 0 and Shrewsbury Town 5, Cambridge United 1. So the table's looking a little bit like this. Plymouth Argyle remain on the top of the tree with 61 points with Sheffield Wednesday closely in seconds with a game in hand and three points behind the leaders. Ipswich, Derby, Bolton and Barnsley make up the top six as things remain. Tomorrow's opposition for Pompey down in 17th, whereas the Blues themselves remain in 15th position, nine points behind the playoff places. But now... 10 points ahead of the relegation zone, which is three more than they found themselves heading into kickoff at the weekend. In the bottom four currently, Forest Green Rovers, Burton Albion, Cambridge United, and Morecambe. So to summarise, Pompey in 15th place with 34 points and a plus one goal difference. Okay, and alongside me this evening to uh, discuss all of that and to look ahead a little bit to their next game in midweek, uh, I'm delighted, I hope, I really, 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 really hope to be joined by. The man, the myth, the legend, the man who didn't want to join us on Friday's show due to some technical hiccups. Dean Adams, dare I say it, welcome I'm to here. You're here. Oh my goodness. You're I'm here. here. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I, it worked. It worked. I've never been so happy to hear your voice. <laughs> well, you saw me Saturday, so yeah. I've seen you more than my girlfriend at the moment. <laughs> yep, same. Same to be fair, Dean. Same. Um, yeah. Look, Dean, great win at the weekend. As you mentioned yeah. there, you join us here on Pompey Live for that game, the good one to join us for as well. Um, just an all-round good performance. We'll come on to talk about the new gaffer in a second, but from the team, that is the kind of display, that's the kind of commitment we've been waiting for for a very, very long time. 
Yeah, it was it was good for the new manager to start off with a sort of a win. It boosts the confidence of him, the club, the player. So when you get a new boss comes in, to get off to a fly like that was brilliant. Yeah, Exeter weren't no great shakes, were they? They had a couple of good flair players, but the hard work was there. As we said on Saturday, the closing down was there. The effort from everybody was there, and it was just it just had a little bit of a different feel. And people are actually people arrived at that game on Saturday with smiles on their faces, and people left with smiles on their faces. So, yeah, it's one step at a time. It is our first win in ages, but it's, it's a great start for the new gaffer, and it gives everyone a bit of a boost. Yeah, and Barry Clements from the 1898 blog on Twitter also joins us. Barry, a very good evening. It's uh, it's a pleasure to welcome you onto the show. Always good to be here, Jake. Sorry I'm not there in person. No, absolutely fine. Not a problem at all. Great to hear you nonetheless. Um, Barry, look, a great weekend of football. All round for Pompey. We heard him intro of the Blues. The men, 2-0 victors over Exeter City. The women, 3-0 winners over Plymouth Argyle in the National League Cup quarterfinals. Them locked down the road, defeated by a goal to nil at home to Aston Villa. And I think what, what ended the weekend was a cracking game last night in the Premier League. Arsenal beating Man United 3-2 in the last minute. What a game that was. Before we, but a bit of a tangent, but what a game. <laughs> it certainly was, yeah. It was, a, it was a cracking game. But yeah, I mean, more importantly, it was so good to see two homegrown players scoring for both the men and the women. Yeah, absolutely. Ella Humphrey, uh, the women's player who sealed with victory for Jay Sadler's side on Sunday afternoon. We're going to come on to hear from Ella Humphrey and Jay Sadler and to summarise that win and to look ahead to the semi-final draw a little later this evening. But before we do go any further with tonight's edition of the Football now let's hear from homegrown Pompey men's player Marlon Pack. He spoke to Henry Port after the full-time whistle on Saturday afternoon who first asked Marlon to describe the performance. Yeah, obviously I think it had so many elements to our performance. I think we started really well, had a bit of a lull, but in the first half went a bit quiet, but then defended our box fantastically. And um, I think maybe on this poor run we've been on, we would have conceded the first goal, but like I said, defended our box, defended some set pieces terrifically and got in at half-time. And then the second half we were outstanding on the counter-attack and some of the chances we created. I just think on the whole it was a fantastic day for the football club with the tributes to Ace and Steve, um, everyone coming together and a fitting way to win. So, yeah, really proud of the football club today and everyone in general. You mentioned that, obviously, first game under John Moussinho. What was the message going into the game? Obviously, it's been a real t- turbulent period for us as, as well as fans and everyone in the club. Really minimal time to work on stuff but just a kind of repeated message of positivity, focusing on ourselves. There's only so much you can do in, in, in one training session, but real emphasis of a high press, which I thought you see, and um, trying to have belief in, and confidence in what we're doing. Obviously, with the run that we've been on, that season said than done, but I think as the game grew on, you could see that. Obviously, scoring the first goal helps, and obviously with the fans behind you, and um, like I said, with the whole the whole atmosphere today on a whole, it was a... It was a really proud day to be you know, a football player, a Portsmouth football player. You mentioned earlier, obviously, the touching tributes to three members of the Pompey family, Steve, Anton and, and Ace as well. How important was it to put on a performance then today? Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, obviously, things, things in life. Uh, there's bigger things in, in football um, and puts a real perspective on things. But the beauty of, of the sport that we all love is how it, how it can bring everyone together. And um, it's really been a tough period for those family. But to see everyone um, fighting, it, it just typifies, you know, the people of Portsmouth and I think us as a football club. On a personal note, given the armband today, how special was that? Yeah, I, I, I mean... It, it's great. I, I won't. I won't lie. And uh, 
and say it's not. I'm a, I'm a Portsmouth fan. I'm a Portsmouth born and bred. You know, leading the team out of the tunnel for the first time is um, was a real special moment for me and the family. Me wearing the armband wouldn't change my approach. I feel like it. You know, I'll always be talking on the pitch, always trying to set example and lead. But of course, you know, for, like I said, for me and my family, it's an extra special feeling to to wear the armband and, and lead the team out. Let's talk about your opening goal. Obviously, potentially another goal of the month contender there. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, been a bit sport really. I don't, I don't score too many, but um, yeah, I mean, it just came out of the edge of the box perfectly for me. Um, and I was just concentrating on on hitting it well. It was it, the ball peaked quite highly, and it was more focused on. Um, ball contact keeping my eye on it and, and trying to make the keeper work and without really lashing through it it was just um, all about the connection and um, yeah I, I mean I've been speaking to Ace's family quite um, quite a lot during this period and maybe he was looking down on me today to uh, and, and helped us um, get the three points Obviously we got the second through Joe's first goal for the club as well how pleasing was it to get that win under, under the lights of Fratton Park today? Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think going forward, we, we looked a real fair, some some really good counter-attacking staff and probably lacked that clinical edge at times in the positions that we got to. But, um, I mean, their keeper probably owed us one because he was magnificent at their place and pulled off some unbelievable saves. So, uh, pleased for Joe. Yeah, he missed an absolute sitter for his first opportunity to see that to see that one goes in, that all count. And I think we um, pushed some numbers in the box and put bodies forward and, and we're, we're going to score goals when we continue to do that so obviously the start we wanted it, it was a fantastic feeling when that final also went to, to hear the cheers and um, get three points because it's been a long time coming and um, I mean that's, that's the best feeling in the dressing room as a football player and it, it's a stepping stone now it's a foundation for us to continue we've got a tough week ahead two difficult away games with everything else involved obviously a new manager not a lot of time on the training field a lot of travelling time but you know a real opportunity to us to continue where we left off today and hopefully go on a run. The post-match thoughts of Marlon Pack there after Saturday's 2-0 victory over Exeter City at Fratton Park. Dean Adams and Barry Clements join me on the Football Hour tonight. Dean, first of all, what a phenomenal strike that was to open the scoring on Saturday. Oh, He's got God. that in his locker, hasn't he? We've yeah. seen two special strikes from him this season and no doubt there'll be more to come. And I think the key thing from Saturday is... Yeah, Marlon scored a great goal, but it's just great to see him on the score sheet, as mm. well as Joe Morrell, who could have had two, as Marlon was saying there as well. But we haven't had enough goals from the midfield, so to turn up on Saturday to win 2-0 and both the goals come from the midfielders is, mm. is great to see, and we need more of that. Absolutely. And that goal from Marlon Pack to, to open the scoring on Saturday afternoon, Barry, was, was reminiscent of a, a certain David Norris, um, the, the man who was once a waiter, was David Norris. That incredible strike against Southampton, wasn't it, all them years ago at St Mary's. In the last minute, it wasn't quite as dramatic this time around, but in, in terms of the composure, the skill, the, the technique on this volley from Marlon Pack. It, it will go down as goal of the month contender, probably even goal of the season contender. Um, and it really was a special strike from a player who, who knows the club inside out, who loves the city inside out as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest difference being I was still in my own seat by the time I finished celebrating it, as opposed to David Norris's. So <laughs> that'd be the only uh, that'd be the only difference. But yeah, in- incredible strike, and I think it's also worth pointing out um, a, a brilliant recovery cross from Zach Swanson to to yeah. to get the ball in the mix in the first place, and then obviously gets headed up and and Pack just plucks an absolute beauty out of nowhere. So yeah, and as Dean's rightly said, great to see goals coming from the midfield. 
um, especially when they're as sweet as that one. Yeah. Uh, Lee Davies on Twitter, great strike from Marlon Pack. Reminds me of Pedro Mendes versus Manchester City in the great escape year. Hopefully that strike starts off uh, our playoff push. What a great day Saturday was. A nice send-off for Ace's family. Rest in peace, young man. And Anton Walks as well up the blues and also remembering Steve McLennigan and uh, yeah really echoing the sentiments from Lee on Twitter there um, it really was uh, a heartwarming occasion at Fratton Park on Saturday afternoon remembering all three uh, of Ace um, Steve and Anton Walks as well um, who all three of them tragically passed away within the past uh, fortnight since Pompey's uh, most recent home game so yeah as ever um, we send our love uh, to the friends and family uh, family of Ace, Steve and Anton Walks. After the break, we're going to have more from myself, uh, from Dean and from Barry as well. And we're also going to hear the first post-match interview of new head coach John Messino. He talks about Marlon Pack, that incredible strike and the decision to give him the armband on Saturday. I know I deeply cares about the uh, the club and he's a Portsmouth boy and, and it means a hell of a lot to him to play here. So I think um, you know Marlon has got loads more in him from what we've seen and, and hopefully giving him the captaincy will we'll give him that boost. He's, he's been brilliant around the dressing room. He talks really well and I think he led the boys just absolutely fantastically. More from the Blues head coach as well as midfielder Joe Morrell too when Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there. Welcome to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Driven to you, as always, by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area, as well as what they are doing to make their transportation service cleaner and greener across Hampshire and along the South Coast as well. You join myself, Jake Smith, alongside Dean Adams and Barry Clements this evening up until 7 o'clock to review all of the action from the men's victory over Exeter City on Saturday afternoon. We're also going to later on hear from the likes of Jay Sadler and El Humphrey following the women's win over Plymouth Argyle in the FA Women's National League Cup quarter-final yesterday afternoon. More of that to come later, but first we continue with the review of Saturday's 2-0 win for the men. And uh, some emails coming in now. Gav Jones, um, who just subjects this with capital letters, finally. First of all, let's not disregard Matt Macy's performance today. For all of the negatives I've read about him from our fans and of other clubs, he was outstanding. That performance will fool him with confidence, especially the one-on-one save. So happy for Marlon getting that goal in the Fratton end, and it's nice to see us getting the luck we haven't been getting in the last few months with the penalty decision and Morel's P-roller goal as well. Player Pompey, Gav Jones sent that on Saturday afternoon. We didn't quite have enough time to read it out, so we're going to read it out tonight instead. Thank you very much, Gav. 
have for getting in touch with uh, the shows this weekend. Um, Dean, we'll go on to Matt Macy first of all. The first point made by Gav in that email. Signed for the Blues late on Friday evening. He was eligible to start on Saturday. All of the contracts and paperwork were signed before the announcement. And there was a bit of... um, criticism and a bit of stick on social media from from Pompey fans and and of course from Luton fans as well a lot of YouTube clips pulled up of some gaffes that Macy has um, let in over the last couple of years but forgetting all of that he had a fantastic game on Saturday and he, I think he really proved them doubt was wrong yeah first of all goalkeepers get their mistakes get highlighted we know that and every keeper makes mistakes but He came in at the last minute. He's not trained with the players. He put in an absolute exceptional performance. That tip-over save he made was after four and a Mm. half minutes. Set the standard for him for that day. He came in claimed crosses. His kicking was good. He was vocal. He commanded his box. He didn't put one foot wrong on Saturday. So for his, I've scouted him before for the club. And he's he was excellent the two times I saw him. He's been, he was absolutely exceptional. And to come in, against an 18,500 crowd that have seen their team play poorly for the last three and a half months. What a great performance by that lad. Yeah, and we spoke before the break, Barry, about Marlon Pack's uh, sumptuous goal in the second half towards the Fratton end, his first against the Fratton end. Um, he, of course, was given the captain's armband. We know Clark Robertson has been injured for a number of weeks now, so that obviously plays somewhat of a part. Sean Raggett under Danny Cowley has been given the armband previously. In the... Well, I get the indication from John Messina. We're going to hear his post-match comments in a few moments' time. But maybe Marlon Pack could keep this armband for the remainder of the season, particularly if these performances keep up. Is is that something, Barry, that you'd be very keen as a Pompey fan to see? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised if I'm if I'm brutally honest that he that he wasn't given the captaincy uh, when he when he came to the club. You know, he's he's clearly an experienced head. Uh, he knows the club, you know, as well as anyone uh, in in the front end themselves. So, yeah, I mean, he he seemed to be the obvious candidate for for skipper in the first place. Now, whether that means he's replacing Clark Robertson. We don't know at this stage, but certainly it seemed to be a very sensible decision and a very, very quick win from from the special John's point of view. Yeah, the special John. Love that. Not quite Jose Mourinho. It does sound the same. John Messino, uh, the special John. Pompey fans have been adopting that nickname to the new Blues head coach. We've spoken quite a bit about Marlon Pack and his goal on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Joe Morrell scored his first ever Pompey goal um, at Fratton Park at the weekend. He spoke to Max Spotton after the full time whistle. Well, Joe, there's only one place to start. You finally scored your first Pompey goal. What a strike it was. Just talk us through it. Yeah, unstoppable, I think a few boys have said. Um, but no, in all seriousness, it's been a long time coming for myself, not just here, but previous clubs. Something that, yeah, maybe in this in this new system of new manager, maybe I've got a little bit more licence to make the box. That was certainly the case today. Uh, maybe could have had a, a couple. But yeah, something that, yeah, from now on, is something that needs to be um, part of my game. Yeah, maybe maybe we're due a scabby one. I think over the over the season, we haven't had too many lucky ones that find themselves in the back of the net. So, yeah, hopefully that's the start. It was just moments after that miss. Did you think you'd get another opportunity so soon? Probably not. Um, I mean, I think the fans will probably see that I haven't. I mean, I'm not someone who's taken many shots. Um, you know, not someone in my time here that's, that's been making the box and uh, yeah, been available for, for passes in the box. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm normally one and done. If, if I'm having a shot in a game, it's not normally a couple. Um, but I think, like I said, I've been given a little bit more license today to make the box. Um, and yeah, maybe should have done better with the first one. Definitely should have done better. Um, but I think yeah, it was just to keep believing that 
um, I'd get another chance and yeah, great ball from Marlon. Um, yeah, managed to, managed to tuck it away. I think we'll put it nicely. Managed to beat Marlon's effort as well, maybe? Yeah, I think a couple of lads have said it might, might have outshone his effort because <laughs> um, I think his came off his shin as well. So, um, But no, it was great. I think, yeah, for, for us both to get on the score sheet, I think that's something that we need to both add to our games. Obviously, he's had a couple of couple of worldies this season. Maybe mine wasn't in that category. Um, but yeah, hopefully just to start and I can add a couple more before the end of the season. How did it feel to, to score and to, and to be able to celebrate in front of the front end? A few fans have sort of pointed out, you're pointing towards the badge and on social media. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to celebrate goals. You know, not something that I've got a lot of practice in, have a lot of practice in. Um, but yes, yeah, I think everybody, everybody close to me knows, and, and the people here know that it means a hell of a lot to me to play for this club. Um, I've loved, I've loved being here in the 18 months that I've had here. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll play here for a lot longer. Um, and I think, yeah, I think if we can, if we can become successful here, we all know what that's going to feel like, and that's that's what keeps us coming back. It's been a few busy days for for the whole for the whole club. How's it been under under the new gaffer for you? Yeah, it's been good, been positive. Obviously, um, not someone that we'd expected to take over. Um, and we only had yesterday with him, but I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time yesterday. And I think for us to probably perform like that with one training session under the gaffer, um, I think it can it's really good positive signs for the future. And um, more work on the training ground, more games, and we'll become more accustomed to the way that he wants us to play. And I'm, yeah, certainly really excited to be playing under him and uh, excited for what we can achieve this season now. So it's our first win in the league for a while today. So what can you take from this into into the future and most certainly into the into the next week on on the road? I think certainly not to get too high. Um, you know, we haven't been the worst team in the world the past couple of months. We understand that hasn't been good enough. Now we've won a game. We're certainly not the best team in the world. Um, but I think it's small steps. I think we're just trying to become a better team than we were yesterday. And I think today will be a big part in that. Um, we know we've got to back this up now. You know, we know it's not good enough to win one game. Um, if you're going to achieve anything in this league, you're going to have to back that up, and that's certainly the case this week. And just a word on the support at Fratton Park today as well. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I think the supporters know what I think of them and what the what the lads in there think of them. Um, definitely, our USP is a football club, and yeah, we know that we haven't given them enough to shout about this season. Uh, we certainly take responsibility for that. But hopefully, now more performances like that will certainly be a bit more of an enjoyable experience for them, both here and on the road. The Welsh wizard Joe Morrell speaking to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Barry, his first goal in blue, which I've actually found it quite hard to believe when I heard that stat. Um, one of the players over the past few months during this difficult run for Pompey, that you know, one of the few, one of few, you, you could really question um, the, the commitment and, and the sort of desire that he was putting in, putting into into the pitch. Joan Burrell is a fantastic player. You can see why he's a Welsh international, and uh, it seems to be, albeit over only one game under the new head coach, but thriving in in what seems to be a bit more of a slightly different role, more advanced, a bit more freedom going forward, and free shots on Saturday, more positioning himself in the box. That's a different kind of Joan around and it's clearly play, paying dividends yeah absolutely I mean I think it's a different Joe Morrell that's come back from the World Cup which is which is great to see um he's been he's been really really crucial for us over the over the past few weeks and um yeah I mean the the system that the obviously the special John put in place is is one with three midfielders so <laughs> you know naturally it gives them more license to, to to go forward to get into the box and it's it's like um it's like the gaffer said on on Saturday after the game you know he didn't he didn't care that the first chance was missed um you know he's getting in the right position it was a technical problem so yeah fantastic to see Joe you know getting forward getting chances and uh, yeah as you say surprisingly getting his first goal for the club mm. 
Barry, um, your, your friend and sort of colleague from the 1898, Joe Woods, is is now an often or a frequent guest here on the Footblow. Has he put a bet on with you to, to save a special John? <laughs> no, sure. it's just uh, it, sure? it's just what I will refer to that man as <laughs> and, until the day I die. I'm I'm happy with it. I'm I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it, mate. Um, but I, I know what you two are like. Uh, Marcus Deacons on the emails. Well, what a difference! I'd almost forgotten how it felt to stay behind after the full-time whistle and applaud a decent performance from a team that looked like they wanted to play for the shirt. I think we are still a fair way off, but what will be will be. But today was so much better than we've seen recently. Again, this was sent on Saturday afternoon. Big respect to also to the visiting fans who joined in with all of the minutes applause and both sets of players for stopping in the eighth minute. And yeah, um, a big well done, uh, not only to the players and, and the, the extra fans as well, of course, the, Pom- the Pompey supporters, but also the man in the middle, the referee, for stopping the match on the eighth minute so we could all pay our respects uh, to Ace Rucastle. Um Yeah, fantastic moment that was. Um, and, and a real, real eye opener. Really makes you, makes you think. But yeah, well, well done to the referee for for stepping up. Didn't have to do it, but he did, and, and that was the best way um, to pay all of our respects to the young lad on Saturday. Um, Linda Mail has also got in touch on the email saying Saturday was a pleasant change to have a win, and the players have a committed performance that have been missing previously. We have to give our new manager time to achieve a promotion we all desire and get behind him as well. Um, she also goes on to say uh, maybe the manager is different to what we'd expected or wanted but let's give it a try and remember the others didn't achieve it either I thought Macy was impressive and Towler was also very good Welcome, well done to the fans of the club for the respect paid on Saturday it was class as well from the extra fans play up Pompey Linda Mail on the emails who mentioned within that email uh, Dean Riley Towler not quite his debut for the Blues on Saturday his second appearance after the trip to Bolton a week prior He's that kind of ball-playing central defender Pompey have been crying out for. Young as well, only, what, 20 years of age, an absolute bargain from Bristol City. You can all, already see the potential he's got. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that will be something that, that will long continue as the season draws on. Yeah, what was the fee? Was it £30,000? So Reportedly. That's, yeah, yeah, if that's correct. That's an absolute steal. So you've got to credit the uh, new sporting director, Richard Hughes, for that and for obviously Macy coming in as well. So you look at it like that, they're, they're two really good sort of immediate signings. But yeah, Towler's come in. I think that was his first start, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, a couple of wobbly first balls in the first few minutes, but he looked really assured. He looked way, way older than what his age actually is. <laughs> and he he's comfortable on the ball. And he, the one good thing, we've, we've struggled recently in the last couple of months of trying to play that ball from the goalkeeper to the defence to break the next line. We've, we've not known where to go. And he played so many good balls straight forward, straight through to the Dales, Curtis when he came on, and especially Colby Bishop, who, another shout-out to Colby, because he did a lot of donkey work on Saturday, and he works really hard, and his hold-up play was excellent. But, yeah, Towler, he broke that line and got us playing forward quite directly, quite quickly. So, yeah, he's comfortable and looks really assured on the ball. So, yeah, great sign him. Dean, thank you. Barry as well, thank you very much. Do stay tight, as well as those back home as well. Do keep getting in touch with your save this evening. 81400, our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or visit us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Let's hear now the first post-match interview with the new Blues head coach, 
John Messino, who spoke to Max Swatton after the game on Saturday, first touching on his first win of his managerial career and how proud he must feel after the full-time whistle had gone. Yeah, I, I mean, it's brilliant. It feels great for me, but I think most importantly, the reaction in the, in the dressing room from, from the lads has been brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for them. They've been through a you know, tough couple of weeks and it's been a tough season in, in parts, so it's just good to get back to the winning ways and, and the boost of confidence. And um, You can tell just smiles on their faces again. It's, it's great for them and it's great to be able to do it here. There's so much to talk about. Let's start with the first half. How did you see it? And based off that first half, what was your message at the break? So I thought we started quite well. We started the game well. We started to press Exeter pretty well, but then they got a foothold in the game and they're a really good side. They're a, they're a side that um, has obviously done really well this year in terms of league position and they caused us a few problems. I think you've got Matt making a couple of saves that, that you know, are turning points in the first half and then we just defended brilliantly well. Uh, I came into half-time and said to the lads, Look, you've, you've had to defend and you've uh, had to defend and nine corners is, is a lot for a half, but you dealt with them brilliantly well. You've got to do that side of it to keep clean sheets and to, to win games. And so we just made a couple of tweaks in terms of the way we wanted to press um, and more importantly, the way we wanted to play on the other side. We, we got a bit frustrated, I think, in the second half with um, the way that we were keeping the ball. So we made a couple of tweaks, but the, most of all, the, um, you know, the message was just be, be more positive, take care of the ball a bit more. Uh, we gave the ball away quite a few times, very sloppily in the first half, but uh, as soon as we did that, then the, the whole game changed. Yeah, those messages certainly came through. How pleased were you with the reaction to start the second half? Yeah, I've been really pleased since I walked into the building yesterday because even in the first half when things didn't go massively well, the boys were taking on board some of the messages that I was trying to get across and that was obviously you know, something that I, you know, I really looked, looked to um, achieve here. If things go wrong with the players doing what I've asked them to do, then fine, then, you know, that's that's on me. So uh, in the second half in particular, they took on everything I think uh, we all said as a group at half-time. Um, they knew it. They came in and pretty much said everything they needed to say. And, they, you know, after that, they uh, reaped the rewards. Yeah, Marlon Pat's goal just took us through an outrageous strike. Yeah, I mean, I played with Marlon when he was 18, I think. I knew technically he's a brilliant player and he's got that in him. And, you know, just to, to pick it out of the sky like that, it was just something we needed really here. We'd, we'd had a few chances. I think we had a really good chance in the first half. We had a couple in the second half that we didn't quite put away. So I thought we deserved it. We deserved the lead when we took it and it came from an absolute screamer. And I'd like to see a few more from him. And just talk us through your decision to make him captain as well. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I know he, I know I deeply cares about the, uh, the club and he's a Portsmouth boy and, and it means a hell of a lot to him to play here so I think uh, you know Marlon has got loads more in him from what we've seen and, and hopefully giving him the captaincy will we'll give him that boost he's, he's been brilliant around the dressing room uh, he's talked really well and I think he led the boys just you know absolutely fantastically today so we, you know we, we need we need more of that to the team it's not about who's captain on any given day or on any given week uh, it's about having, you know, it's a bit cliche, but it is about having as many as you possibly can. You're never going to get 11, but as many captains as you possibly can. Uh, we don't just need Marlon, we need everyone. And then Joe Morrell popping up moments after a missed chance to score his first Pompey goal. How pleased are you for him? Yeah, really pleased. I mean, you know, Joe's a player with a lot of quality, but just coming back, I think, into, into the sort of form that we know that, that he can produce. Uh, you know, maybe a few physical struggles in and around the, the World Cup and, and then it's just taken a bit of time to get back. And then what you saw from Joe in the second half, with, particularly when he started running beyond and popping up with those chances, that, that's what he wanted. I couldn't care less that he missed the first chance. I don't care. He was there. He was in the right position. It was a technical problem then. Um, nothing else made the right decision. So he deserved it. He deserved to get a bit of luck with, um, with the second goal that 
you know, it wasn't the cleanest strike. Um, and again, yeah, just a, an overall really good performance. Now let's just talk about Matt Macy and the back line, I suppose a clean sheet for them, but more about Matt coming in yesterday, not really trained much with the group, didn't train with the group at all. He's come in today here to Fratton Park and kept a clean sheet, made a number of brilliant saves. What would you say to his performance? I mean, obviously that's why the club have, have brought him in because we know that he's capable of doing that. And one save in the first half that um, you know, I think uh, was, was crucial in terms of timing and he just did everything really well. He did everything really well. He came out and claimed the ball on the break when Exeter looked their most dangerous. Kicked well, very composed, and yeah, the sort of performance that we need going forward. So, yeah, really pleased for him, and, and I hope he settles in here really quickly. It's, it's a great uh, sort of bonus for him to get the clean sheet as well um, in his first game. And as for the sort of latter stages of the game, we saw the boys pressing, keep pressing, fighting for the ball. How important is that for you? It's really important. I think the natural thing to do when you go 1-0 up or 2-0 or up is drop off and just defend the lead. And there are some times where we're going to have to do that. Like we did today, we, we dropped off a bit, probably a bit too deep. Because I think the key for me is making sure that even in those stages of the game, that they don't get good quality into the box. So if you go deeper and deeper, you might think that you're sort of locking off the box and being a bit more defensive, but you end up with their centre-halves and their right wing-back having a bit more joy. So it was just trying to get the boys up the pitch, trying to get a bit more pressure on it. Yes, we leave ourselves exposed. It's it's by design. And you know, I, I said to the two centre-halves, who, who maybe aren't particularly comfortable at doing it, you're going to have to go 1v1 at the back. And you know what? They, they did a brilliant job. Um, I, I can't really fault um, anyone's performance, to be honest. Yeah, let's pick out Riley Taylor as well, making his front part debut. What do you think of his performance? For a kid of his age to come here from a different league and and do that in his in his home debut, uh, I don't want to go too over the top because you know what we want. There's a lot of work to be done, um, but you know I think you can probably tell uh, by how pleased I am with you know, both centre half's performance that uh, it was it was hugely promising. We need to see more of that. There's there's plenty of improvement to be done. Um, and that's not just for, for those two, but for the whole team. Um, but yeah, really, really pleased for him. The first post-match interview with new Pompey head coach John Messino at the weekend. And it was going around with press box on Saturday that the correct pronunciation of Super John's uh, name, or the special John, as Barry's been calling him uh, all evening, is basically Casino, but with an M. So, Messino. That is what we've been told is the pronunciation for John's surname. So, John Messino, his first post-match interview with Matt Swatton there. And he also spoke to Andy Moon after the game. That was heard on Pompey Live, uh, basically confirming that Michael Morrison, the Pompey defender, missing on Saturday, is close to a move to Cambridge United. So, that probably will be announced within the next few days. Okay, after the break, we'll be moving slightly away from the the men's football for just a few moments and highlighting a fantastic win for the Pompey women also this weekend. We're going to hear from their head coach, Jay Sadler, who was asked about how important it is to maintain consistent performance levels week in, week out. A lot of it's internal, it's intrinsic motivation by the players to outwork and to outfight opposition. We need to bring that to every game. That's the Pompey way, it's the Pompey spirit. We'll get reaction to the Pompey women's victory over Plymouth Argyle, as well as a look ahead to the men's midweek trip to Fleetwood as well. In the third and final part of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides, 
From 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Knight Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Knight Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Footblower here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. On the show this evening, we've already divulged into the men's 2-0 victory over Exeter City in League One on Saturday afternoon. But now to move on to the Pompey women, a big game for them on Sunday afternoon, just just gone. They were in Women's National League Cup quarterfinal action away at Plymouth Argyle, and they won the game by three goals to nil to seal their progression to the semi-final stage of the competition. Ella Humphrey, Pompey supporter and new signing for Jay Sadler's side, scored the third and final uh, goal of the game to round things off away at Plymouth and she spoke to Max Swatton after a full-time whistle. Well Ella, a 3-0 victory in the National League Cup quarter-final. Just talk us through your goal first of all. Um, I mean, Leanne's done really well. She's gone down the wing and she's cut in and I've just sort of run through to the box and May's taken the front post runner and she's squared it through to me and I've just levered it as hard as I could and it's gone in so yeah, buzzing about that. How does it feel to, to get that goal and your first really class for the score? It was unreal. I mean, obviously, away from home, we've got the fans with us, so that was great. Like, they're all cheering and stuff. But obviously, as a childhood club, there's nothing better than scoring for Portsmouth. Yeah, does it does it mean that much more because you've got all these memories of the club and you're a Pompey fan as well? 100%. Like, I never even thought I'd do it. So that was, like, a really, really special moment. And obviously, like, yeah, it really does mean a lot. So, yeah, very happy about that. Just talking about the game, how did you find it coming off the bench? Obviously, coming into a game where you've come off from the bench, it's like it's hard to get going and stuff. But they were pretty knackered, and like the girls are really encouraging and stuff, and they gave us a lot of praise. So like, I think I, we all did well, and like coming on, like you've got a burst of energy that other people don't have necessarily. So I think we all did well. Like a couple of us came on at once, and we all put in a shift and managed to get another goal out of it. So yeah, we did well. Yeah. What was the message from Jay when you came off the bench? What did he want to see from you? Just a lot of like power, like running in from behind, like putting crosses in, obviously like switching plays like we've been working on. So yeah, that was sort of the main message. But I think we all did that really well and like yeah, managed to get a goal from it. So we did we did well, yeah. And into the semi-final of a cup competition. How good does that sound? How much yeah. are you looking forward to it? Uh, it's very good, yeah, and no, I'm very happy about that. I think we I think we deserved it today. We all put in a really big shift and I think yeah, semis is good and we can go to the final and even win that. So yeah, really excited to see where that takes us. Ella Hunt through speaking after the full-time whistle yesterday afternoon, as did head coach Jay Sadler, who also caught up with Max Watton, who first asked how pleased the Jay was with the result and the performance, which resulted in Pompey's progression to the semis. Yeah, really pleased. Pleased with the overall performance we've obviously switched the system up today I think it allowed for a little bit more dynamism um, in our offensive play the way we were able to, to get runners from deep get runners in the box and I think we were just really controlled um, throughout especially the first half I think we we're in the ascendancy for a large majority of it first goals come at a good time and a, a great strike by Quirky overall just think the way we switched the ball we were effective with it I think we could have had another goal just before the half and to come out second half and still be as positive on the front foot and get two more goals and, and a clean sheet yeah we're obviously really happy 
three goals of real quality to secure a 3-0 victory. Yeah, definitely. Um, and all kind of different goals. Um, as I said before, we were getting, the switches were working really well um, through Taylor or the direct switches from Jazz. And, and we know what Quirky can do. She can take her fullback on the inside or the out. She's, she's come on the inside and unleashed a great strike. And, and then it was just about us being on the front foot and continuing that dominance. And as I said, we had a chance late on where we put a great ball in and, and she wasn't there. But in the second half, she was. And she scored that one, playing off the shoulder of Ney. Bit of a miss hit. But listen, you've got to be in the box to, to, to get your rewards and and T's done that and then the final one just really pleased for Ella Humphrey getting her final her final her first goal for the football club um, a club she obviously supports a family support and I think the, when we brought the changes on we were able to change the whole front three trying to get more energy and, and we did that Leanne Bell superb in her pressing um, and put it on a plate for, for Ella Humphrey so yeah really pleased with the, the goals but as I said not only was our attacking play good our, our whole defensive structure our press was superb and hence we kept the clean sheet into the semi-final of a cup competition. How good does that sound? Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good. And I think that's just keeping up on our form of, of late, really. We've had to be playing at, at high levels of intensity, a fight of desire against Oxford pre-Christmas and then against London City and then against Ipswich. And we've kept them same levels today. Um, and I thought Plymouth struggled to get to that level. It was all about maintaining it for the 19. I think we did it. So, yeah, to get through to the semi-final of the National Cup is fantastic. And we, uh, we look forward to see who we get in the next round. You talk about those performance levels. How important and how do you maintain those levels going forward? Yeah, and I think a lot of it's internal, it's intrinsic motivation by the players to outwork and to outfight opposition. We need to bring that to every game. That's the Pompey way, it's the Pompey spirit. But then we need to have quality and against Ipswich, we didn't have a lot of the ball, so we had to be controlled and, and today we had the ball, we were dominant with it, but I think we were purposeful with it. We don't keep possession for possession's sake. We want to be purposeful, we want to be dynam dynamic, we want to play, be on the front foot, we want to be positive, play forward passes and, and we did that today. Um, and I think any team that comes up against us this year knows they're in a game but it's all about consistency today we didn't make too many changes we made three just to give us a little bit of freshness on each line but the rest of the team are doing well and while we're doing well they, they stay in the team and it's down to everyone else to, to get the shirt off them um, but then you look at the quality we're bringing off the bench the quality that's in the team the quality that's not here we built a fantastic squad it's a special group and long may the positive results continue Pompey women's head coach Jay Sadler speaking after the women's 3-0 victory over Plymouth Argyle and the FA Women's National League Cup quarterfinal yesterday afternoon the draw for the semi-final live on TalkSport from 7.30 this evening uh, also in the hat Nottingham Forest they beat Burnley by two goals to one yesterday and then the winners via the Watford and MK Dons and Wolverhampton Wanderers and Huddersfield Town as well back to the men now who are back in league action very swiftly they take on Fleetwood Town away from home tomorrow evening match day number 25 of this league one season for the Blues and now a closer look at this midweek opposition John Messino got off to the perfect start as Blues head coach at the weekend, guiding Pompey to a 2-0 victory over Exeter City at PI4. His first away match is coming up. Fleetwood Town, the hosts. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Highbury Stadium is the venue for Portsmouth's 25th league game of the season, though this fixture was originally supposed to have been played at the start of the month, moved on account of both sides progressing to the third round of the FA Cup. Let's look now into the challenge that awaits up on the Fylde Coast. Manager. The fishermen are managed by former Celtic captain Scott Brown, who retired from playing just last year following one final season in Scotland with Aberdeen. The 37-year-old, who made 55 appearances for the Scottish national team, succeeded fellow countryman Stephen Craney at the helm last May. 
Since arriving at Fleetwood, Brown has taken charge of 34 competitive games as the club's head coach, winning 10, losing 10 and drawing 14. One to watch. Northern Irish winger Paddy Lane is proving to be a hot prospect. The 21-year-old who signed for Fleetwood for an undisclosed fee from Hyde United in the summer of 2021 has played 54 games for his new side, scoring on six occasions. Lane has already racked up two senior appearances for the national team of Northern Ireland, following an impressive few outings with the under-21s. This campaign, Lane has contributed to three goals across all competitions and has featured in 19 of Fleetwood's 26 league games so far. Top scorer. 24-year-old winger Carlos Mendes Gomez has more goals than any other player for Fleetwood so far this season, having bagged five in the league to date. The Spaniard, who is currently on loan with the Fisherman from Luton Town, also has one goal in the Papa John's Trophy and one in the Carabao Cup too. Mendes Gomez moved to Luton on a permanent deal in June 2021 after three successful years with Morecambe, whom he helped to win promotion to the third tier in May of the same year, having scored a penalty in extra time in the Shrimps' playoff final victory over Newport County. Number seven is the squad number the Luton Loney has been given by Fleetwood this term. Current form. Scott Brownside, who currently occupies 17th in League One after 26 matches, come into this game off the back of three straight defeats. A 2-1 loss at home to Oxford United on January 14th was followed by a 5-1 defeat to Sligo Rovers in a friendly at Highbury Stadium and, more recently, a loss by a goal to nil away at Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Fleetwood's last win came in the FA Cup on January 7th. Toto Enciala and Promise Omachere on target in a 2-1 victory over Queen's Park Rangers in the third round of the competition. That win over QPR sealed progression to the fourth round for the very first time in the club's 115-year history. Last time out between the Blues and the Cods, the points were shared at Fratton Park with Josh Caroma and Carlos Mendes Gomez both on target as a one-all draw was played out back in October. Can John Bassino guide Portsmouth to another victory in just his second game in the dugout? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. There you go. Closer look into tomorrow's opponents, Fleetwood Town at Highbury Stadium for Pompey as League One football returns. John Messino's second game in charge of the Blues um, at Fleetwood Town. Okay, we've reached the very end of tonight's show, a content-packed edition of the Footblower this evening. My thanks go out to everyone who listened back home and got in touch via the text tweets and emails as well as my two guests as well. Dean Adams, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for a fantastic weekend of coverage here on Express FM. Cheers, Jake. No problem. Enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get a win tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Dean. Thank you very much. And also Barry Clements of the 1898. Barry, pleasure as always. Speak to you soon, my friend. Have a great week. Jake, thanks for having me. See you soon. See you very soon. Thank you once again to both Barry and Dean, all of our listeners, and of course to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another edition of the Football Hour tonight. OK, Pompey Live back very quickly then. The Blues take on Fleetwood Town away from home tomorrow evening at 7.45. Pompey Live returns from 7. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey Live. Pompey got off to a winning start under new head coach John Messina. Tackle volley from distance. What a goal! Oh, no, a wonderful strike. Morrell, this time it is in. Joe Morrell has his first Portsmouth goal. Next up is an away trip to Fleetwood Town. Lucky them. Join us for all the unmissable action Tuesday from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. 
That's right. Tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock is the place to be for all of the unmissable action as the Blues take on Fleetwood Town away from home as John Bassino bids to pick up his second victory as Pompey manager in just his second game. Can the Blues do it? Join us from 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Okay, coming up at 7 o'clock this evening, Jeff and Ada back with the Soft Rock Show right after the news. They'll be talking to Rick Vito from Fleetwood Mac and we'll also have a tribute to David Crosby, the latest from the Zombies and Callum McCull as well. That 80 show with Kevin Stokes returns between 9 and 11 later tonight. Chaz Burns Rock Show, a replay of the latest edition of that is here between 2 and 4am tomorrow morning. If you're up there early, if you've got nothing else better to do, do listen back to Chaz Burns Rock Show between 2am and 4. Ian James returns with Express Breakfast between 6.30 and 10 before Paul Marsh takes over the controls here at Express FM between 10 and 1. The Victory Years returns between 2 and 4 before Brendan McCarthy brings you drive time between 4 and 7 o'clock. The next edition of Pompey Live, back tomorrow from 7 o'clock uh, for all of the unmissable action as the Blues take on Fleetwood Town. Henry Deacon's back from 6 on Wednesday with the next edition of Over the White Line. And I'm back from Friday from 6 o'clock to preview Pompey's trip to Peterborough United. Thank you for joining us, Pompey fans. Take care, stay safe and play out Pompey. Good night.